You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Man, the reviews on iTunes are just pouring in. Big thank you to everyone who has in the past week been writing reviews, these five-star reviews. Some people have been writing very large paragraphs, by the way, and it's just so interesting to read these. So thank you, Ephra2020, Andrew Cox, JK1212, Boston Rocks On, and A2 Brown for leaving reviews. If you want to do the same on the iTunes platform, it definitely helps get the word out there and helps get cooler guests on the show because I can see how many people love this. I know there's way more people that listen to this and like the podcast more than the actual reviews exist. So yeah, that'd be great. All right. So what do we got today? Today, we have an interview with a very interesting man. His name is Gun, short for Gunwitch. That is his kind of pickup handle. And every once in a while on the podcast, I'd like to have one of the kind of OG pickup artists because they have interesting stories and a lot to say. And they come from a very different perspective in terms of how to meet and attract women. Not too much different than the stuff that I talk about, but very, very specific openers and ways of of creating attraction. And it's always helpful to hear what they have to say because they have some great tips. So that's the reason why I have him on this episode. Maybe you've heard of him. I believe he was mentioned in the book, The Game. I'm pretty sure he was hanging out and, and doing things with Neil Strauss and, and Mystery and all those guys. And I remember, I've, I've heard of him. When someone recommended that he come here on the podcast, I knew that name. I'm like, I know that name. And I think it was from reading The Game, which I did you know, when it came out like three times. I'm sure a lot of other guys did it too because it was so mind-blowing that this is something that people can actually work on. And we actually talk about that here on this episode. And he's going to be helping us master the first 90 seconds of the approach. He's going to give you a very specific method that he uses in order to nail that first 90 seconds. It's very different from some of the stuff that I talk about in terms of what to do. But that doesn't mean mine is better, his is better. It's just different. Both work. And both can be effective. I, I, I can't say that his is effective. I never tried it, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's somebody who's been around for you know 20 years and doing this for a long time. That's the reason why I have him here on the, on the podcast because I would imagine that uh, if he's still teaching this, this stuff works, right? That's just kind of how, how that works. So I really want you to, to listen in and, and hear what he has to say and take some notes and implement some of this stuff. Try this stuff. This can really help you out a ton when you're doing in-person approaching. I know that at the release of this episode, that's not happening as much these days because of what's happening around the world with, with the virus, but this is timeless content. And so I still want to talk about the things that you're going to be doing even when things are better in the world. But people still are, are approaching now and going out and talking to girls, meeting girls. I'm working on that with a lot of the clients that I work with in the TripAdvice coaching program. We are having them go out and do approaches. There is still options for guys to do that. Not every single city is uh, going down in flames. And, and there are women who are out and about. And yes, you can approach in a mask and 
and you can do it and it, it is possible. And so, you know, if you find it's safe to do in your city, then I would try it too, depending on, on your COVID sensitivity. So whatever your sensitivity is, uh, that is up to you, not telling you how to feel. But if your sensitivity is on the lower end and you feel comfortable doing it, then this is what you're going to use to do it. And if you want more help with that, you can always apply to be in the TripAdvice coaching program, which you can apply at coachedbytrip.com. That's the application form where you and I are going to set up a call once I see that this application has been filled out. So you fill out the application, I read it. And as long as you filled it out thoroughly and you took it seriously, you will receive a text or email from me within 24 hours. So go ahead and check that out, coachedbytrip.com if you want to join the Trip Advice program. We are starting to have some availability in the Mastermind program as well. So I want you to join. I want to help you. And I want to help you master the 90 seconds of approaching women, that first 90 seconds. So think about that and you can apply after you listen to this episode. But why don't you check out my interview here with Gunn where we talk about those 90 seconds and his method of making it work. Check it out. What's going on, Gunn? Good to have you here on the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. Good, good to be on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun and always interesting for me to have people who were in the kind of OG pickup community <laughs> and just learning from them and 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 hearing what they how they got into it and and you know just hearing some of your advice and you know today we're going to talk about you know how to master that first 30 60 90 seconds of an approach and I think that you're going to just have some really cool stuff to say but before we get into it for all the guys who don't know you maybe just tell us you know how you got started i mean let's go back you know like Oh yeah, yeah. Before you, before you even, you know, were were doing it, like, why did you get into all this material? And then just kind of tell your story a little bit. Yeah, when you know, I first started out in the pickup game in the in the community. That type of stuff was I was already in the game in real life. You know? I mean, because this was like 1999 or 2000, and it was like, you know, I was one of the first maybe hundred people on the. Uh, Google Groups, it was called. Back then, it was just Google Groups, and it was like a, the first forums, pretty much, before before a lot of people were using V-Bulletins and stuff like that. And I mean, it was, I mean, I was there when Mystery showed up. I mean, you know, and he was one of the first couple hundred people, too. I mean, so, you know, you're talking like old school, like the first people in there were like Ross Jeffries, stuff like that. And that was kind of the dogma of the time, was, was like Speed Seduction, Ross Jeffries. And I was trying it out in the field. I was doing, you know, a lot of the patterns and the the whole the neurolinguistic programming stuff. And it just wasn't it wasn't clicking for me. And I started realizing a lot of it was I wasn't, you know, number one, I wasn't being persistent enough. I was just ejecting. You know, I mean, I, I never got rejected. I would just get. I would go, oh well, it's nice to meet you, and I'd, I'd walk off. You know, <laughs> and I would keep working that kind of stuff. And then I started realizing I wasn't being at all sexual. I wasn't projecting anything of any kind of a, of a sexual vibe. It was all about these language patterns and, you know, trying to say the exact right things to elicit the right emotional responses and stuff. And it was kind of putting the cart before the horse. It was like, okay, this stuff can be useful later, but if you're not making any kind of a decent first impression, you're just coming up doing that stuff. You're not getting in the place in her head 
where where a lover would go. <laughs> You're just some weird dude talking and saying weird shit, and she doesn't have any relaxation. And so that's the stuff I started talking about and started kind of getting my own following as the community built up and like Neil Strauss showed up. And I mean, we started to get into where there was, you know, the moderated pickup forum was 40,000 people active. I mean, it was like a, a massive one-stop place. And that's where it all blew up from there. You started getting kind of like almost like it, like Neil talked about in his book, like choose a dojo. You know, you had kind of like seduction wars between the different camps. People arguing, no, this is better. This is better. So and I funny. got my own... I got my own big following because I took over so many of the speed seduction guys that just it wasn't clicking for them because they weren't doing that stuff naturally. They were having to, you know, just as I was, I had to flesh it out to get any kind of a sense of uh, being able to even get in there to do these language patterns or get in and do any kind of these like like mystery stories and stuff like that. I kind of became the de facto inner game guru, you know, <laughs> which is ironic because now there's a whole bunch of inner game gurus. And I'm more of a technical guru. You know, I mean, I still teach guys the the basics of like the projecting state, being able to just, you know, relax or slowing your tonality down, things like that. But eventually you got to get into some kind of verbals. You know? Whereas before all these guys were doing was like, here, say this paragraph to her. And then they weren't telling the guy, you know, look her in the eye, keep eye contact, uh, none of that. <laughs> so that everybody was failing at some level. And I kind of brought uh, a new perspective to it of of not really inner game, but more of a projection game, like you know, showing who you are instead of of speaking about you know trying to talk yourself up, trying to be trying to be more uh, just more relaxed, more sexual, more persistent. And that that was one of my you know, and that was originally my first. That was the first Gunwich method. It was just a free method I wrote. And, it, you know, I just, that was just my screen name at the time was Gunwitch. And I wrote that out as Gunwitch Method. And it was, I think it was like 18 pages. And it got me just a massive following. So I'm curious, what is the, some of the core principles of that method? Well, the, the base, this first one is, you know, just projecting sexuality. And I'll chunk that down for, you know, a new guy to learn it in smaller chunks. I'll, I'll tell them, I call it S-E-C-T, which is SECT, which is easy to remember, you know, as an acronym. And it's basically, you know, speak slower and more sensual. You know, like you wouldn't talk to, like like when I talk to a chick, I don't talk at this rate because I, I talk really fast. And I would come off like I'm fucking making the encounter kind of manic, you know? So I slow down, I talk more on this kind of a, a tone and kind of relax more when I talk. Leave a little more suspense when I'm when I'm going to phrase something. I don't just ba 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 ba. You know, and some guys need that. You know, but a lot of guys do it because they're nervous. Though it's not because that's their natural personality. It's just they need to speak slower and relax. And then that's S. And then E is eye contact, which basically you know you want to kind of give her eyes like you want to have sex. You want to look at her, look her in the eyes like you want to, like you want to. Eat her alive. <laughs> I mean, give like a give a sexual eye contact, and always make sure she looks away first too. That's something I always do, and I teach guys right. And that's something that's in field right away. I teach a guy. I see them do it. You know, they go up to a girl and they get blown out, or they don't even get blown out. They just kind of eject on their own. And I see it, and I go, "Oh, okay." 
he's not looking her in the eye. She's, she's basically staring him down, you know? And that's the case with almost any guy who goes up to a fucking really hot chick is she's going to stare him down because it's just nature. If you feel, you know, dominant uh, or, or submissive or whatever you want to call it, you're going to feel like you need to look away first. And, and most women aren't used to that. Really good looking women. If you look them in the eye first deliberately until they look away first, it gives kind of an instant hook, a, a little bit of an insta hook of like, it just helps all the rest of your game after that in sequence. And then that's... Does this, that's does this work even if you're not generally in a physically attractive guy? Well, that, that's the biggest point of it too. That, that's another part of it. If you're at all knee-jerk, you need to be misdirecting with your words. You know, I mean, not even knee-jerk. You shouldn't really be knee-jerk disgusting. You know, I mean, I mean, of course, if you're 400 pounds or something or, you know, something crazy like that, you're going to get these knee-jerk responses. But part of the initial sexuality is, is being able to also, like I said, like the eye contact's a big thing because you're going to have that eye contact going on. And the, the back and forth of it is she's looking you more in the eyes. And instead of looking at, you know, whatever features she looks at, is he dressed like my usual type? Does he, does he carry himself like, a, like guys I'm usually with? You know, any of that type of thing. You go, you, as you're projecting this stuff, you're also, which we'll get into later, doing on top of that, misdirections of uh, your opener, getting her to feel like she noticed you first, just making it seem like it's all seamless and, and, and natural rather than just a forced you know, approach. Like if you just went up and did this and just did the, the sexual state, you're going to get the results I was getting 10 years ago. You know, I've, I've advanced my game since then and have better verbals and, and just stuff to get around. Like you said, like, like the knee-jerk responses of if you're just not her perfect type, you're going to get bad reactions unless you've got some kind of, I mean, no matter what, you're going to get a worse reaction than if you were, but you're better off if you aren't her type, not engaging her on a level of, especially like just a direct opener saying, you know, oh, you're really pretty. I'd like to get to know you. You're basically asking her a yes or no question, and she's going to look at you and say, hmm, should I let him or not? And no, uh, he's not my usual type, so no. So you've just kind of given yourself a, an out. You know, you've given yourself a, a way for, given her a way to go, well, no, this, you're not my type. You got to kind of sneak in there if you're not her type, which, like I said, only goes so far. I mean, if you're 400 pounds or, you know, she's, uh, she's into young guys and you're 80 years old or something, I'm not, you know, anybody tells you they got something that'll work in that way, it's like, hold on to your wallet and run the other direction. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But in, in most cases, you can get, you know, you can punch a few few notches above your weight and not have to deal with, uh, you know, near as much uh, volume. You can get better with, with this type, you know, this type of thing. And like I said, you know, like the, the sexual state is the first thing you're just projecting. And that's, that's the first stuff I teach is, to, you know, the S, E, and then the C is getting closer to her and the T is touching her when you can touch her, like in club settings and stuff like that. Or once you've gotten really, really close and intimate in day game, you can start touching too. So let's talk about this for a second in terms of where you would open, right? So we're talking <laughs> about the first, you know, 60, 90 seconds. <laughs> what is your go-to opener for someone you know, imagine someone's out and about wherever they are. It could be a grocery store. It could be a mall, walking around during the day. You know, just in that kind of casual sense, 
do you have a canned opener for guys to use or, well, or how something do you do I like it? to teach is before the opener for a guy to get like a pre-approach to get in and go up and like say you see a girl standing uh, in the grocery aisle at the grocery store and you want her okay you go over there you don't go up to her and talk to her though you go and you stand and you stop and you play with your phone play on your phone right next to her and then when she turns and kind of like looks at you like you know why are you standing or whatever you pretend like oh hey hi and then just go back to your phone and then open her because it seems as if you just stopped and she noticed you and then you noticed her notice you so you started talking versus going right directly up it it feels it feels like an approach you know i mean they know i mean they know you're a guy and you're talking to them and you probably want to have sex with them but if you just walk straight up and you know she's in the the clothing department and you see her over there and you go and you walk straight up to her and don't give any kind of a plausible deniability. You know, you don't give anything to her brain to go, okay, this guy's not just coming up trying to fuck me. There's got to be that thing underlaying that you know how to play the game, that you're socially, you're socially aware, you're socially intelligent enough to, and I got this from chicks. When chicks approach you, that's what they do. You know, they stand there and they dig in their purse and they play on their phone right next to you. And it's like, it's the old fucking drop in the handkerchief thing from 500 years ago or whatever. It's that, it's that type of vibe of like, oh, I'm just standing here. Oh, you noticed me. I noticed you. Oh, now I noticed something about you. You know who you look just like? And then she goes, what do you mean? And be like, you know, you look just like somebody. But now I don't want to tell you because you'll get mad. And, and that's, again, that's misdirecting and getting her to invest back and go, no, no, tell me who it is. Because she wants to, everybody wants to know what celebrity they look like or whatever. That's that's a standard one I'll use. I've got you know I got fifty of them, but that's like my standard go to is go up and stand next to her and play on my phone, and that goes into like I said a lot of deeper psychology of her not feeling like she's being preyed upon. She feels like you're just some guy who happened to stop and look at his phone, and she noticed that, and he happened to notice her like oh whoa out of the corner of his eye, <laughs> but it's a big misdirection. Rather than if you go up and are, are very direct, or you go up in just a, a standard dating model of not even a cold approach pickup, just even in a standard social circle, where even if you've got a female advocate going, oh, I want you to hook up with this friend of my, or this friend's friend or whatever, she's still going to be like, okay, well, he's not my type. You know, usually, I mean, of course, you could be her type, but usually you're going to get that, well, he's not my type, that knee jerk reaction that turns into a no pretty much and then once they're cemented in that position that they're not gonna they're gonna move out of oh well he's not my type but i'm gonna give him a chance more so you're better off if it feels like it just happened that you happen to run into each other and she kind of noticed you and you noticed that and now you're talking about her that's the big key with any openers i teach and you can structure your own openers that way too is it's got to be about her because if it's anything about you trying to qualify yourself and show that you're some kind of character, that you're some kind of, you've got some kind of, I'll play out your daddy issues or I'm the strong, silent type, or there's a million of those, you know, be this, be that. When really women are right, you should just be yourself. Because if you just be yourself and make it all about her and her states and where she's at, you get a lot further. So, how practical is that approach? Because 
I can't see that one necessarily working if she's, you know, if she's walking and you want to approach her or she's well, yeah, like on a bench women, or okay. somewhere, you know, like if you just like, she's just, you Well, you got to have something else to look at. Like, if, like for that one in particular, like the go over and stand and play on your phone. Yeah. If she's just on like a park bench or something, it's, you know, or at the lake or something. No, I mean, you go over there and do that. It's very obvious what you're doing. <laughs> if she's off the beaten path, if she's anywhere around though, where there's something that's, you know, she'd be looking at like, you know, she's looking at the, the toothpaste or whatever. You can go up and do that. And it seems like you just happen to be another pedestrian. You're just somebody else walking. Even in a restaurant, if, if she's sitting down and, or she's, you know, over by a counter, you can do the same thing. And it seems like just natural going about your day. It's, you know, just average life. Whereas no, like if she's off the beaten path, she's sitting on a, a park bench. 30 yards from the beach. Yeah, exactly. What's your opener for that? Like, yeah, where would you start that, a conversation for something like that where it yeah, would be strange exactly. to kind of put yourself yeah, in Yeah, there's almost no vicinity. way to get a... There's, yeah, yeah. There's no way to get a pre-approach going. There's, you know, in that kind of situation, you've got to go over and you don't have to be direct with your opener, but you've got to directly open. And you can just write from there instead of going, doing any of the phone phone business, any kind of working around any angles like that, you can just go right over and be like, you know, I just, I noticed you from a distance and it, you kind of look like somebody and then go right into that same thing of, you know, trying to get her curious and make it about her. So she's going, well, who? And no, no, I don't want to tell you. Get her to invest and be like, no, no, well, who, no, just tell me. I, I would promise I won't get mad. Okay, you, you look like uh, Miley Cyrus, except there's something different behind your eyes. And then she's like, well, what do you mean? And that gives you another opportunity to go with more eye contact and see, like I've said, this is in the first 30 seconds, it's all about the misdirection. It's all about getting her to not focus on you. You've got you to basically slip your way in there as somebody who's engaging her based on, you know, it can be her vanity. It can be just talking about her energy. It can be talking about, you know, you can just project that you get the intuition that she feels something or thinks something and be totally wrong. You can be completely wrong about it. But it gets you in the door because even while she's sitting there arguing with you saying, no, I'm not like that. I don't think like this. Uh, I, you know, I don't see the world that way. You're having a conversation instead of a dating situation. You, instead of sitting there going and her going, oh, is this guy, is he my type? You know, what, I wonder what he does. They're not thinking any of the classic shit. They're thinking, okay, what, what about me? Because that's what you're talking about. It's just about making it all about her. It appeals to that sense of, like I said, not vanity, but it's it's a sense of, you know, everybody's kind of that way. You get very interested if people talk about you versus if, if you know, they're telling you about themselves. It's kind of like, you know, when somebody, <laughs> it's actually a gambit of mine I'll talk about with chicks, but it's very true. When somebody tells you, oh, I had a dream last night, you almost always go, oh, shit, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> but when you have a dream, you're like, you want to tell everybody about it because you think it's awesome. you know. And if somebody really sits there and genuinely listens to you talk about your dream, you're going to feel more kinship and rapport with them than you are if you know they tell you about theirs, that's for sure. Because it's probably not going to be interesting to you. So where does it go? Where does it go? From so there, you, yeah, from there, like when, you, when you're doing the open, like where, where does it go from there? From there, that's where, again, that goes into the first, you know, it can be 60 seconds, 90 seconds, sometimes a couple minutes of just talking about that kind of stuff, going into assumptions about her, 
you know, like I said, you know, oh, you look like somebody, but you've got something different about your eyes. You know, that, that's one too I'll do if a woman just walks around a corner. You can't make an observation about her. If a girl just walks around the, the corner in a department store, you know, and, and she, there she is, and you're like, whoa, that's a fucking hot chick. I want her. You can't just go, oh, I just noticed something about you because it's it instantly not going to work because obviously you just seen her. So you can go, whoa, whoa, you look just like my ex-girlfriend. Except for there's something different about something different about your eyes. You've got a different energy about you. From there, you can go into more stuff about her. Just, you know, a ruse, a cold read, whatever you want to call it. Anything that goes something duality, something like you seem like somebody that, you know, unlike her, you seem like you kind of are more guarded, like you'd put up walls. Yeah, with 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 strangers. So it's like a cold then, read. Yeah, and then once you get to know somebody, you'd be you'd be like almost trusting to a fault. Whereas she was the other way, where the more she got to know some, you know, things like that. And and then, at, like I said, at that point, it's not about being right. It's not about her agreeing, going, "Oh yeah, you're amazing, you're psychic." It's more about her going, even if she says, "No, no, I'm not like that at all," but she's engaged. She's fucking going into it and going, no, I'm not that way. She's talking to you. She's engaging you versus judging you. Instead of, you know, if you you just walked straight up and said, oh, well, you're really pretty. I'd like to take you out sometime. Oh, yeah, sure. You get the honesty points and she might be nice and she might be like, oh, well, you know, you get points for honesty. She ain't going to say that. But, okay, here's my number. And then nothing comes out of it. But if you're sitting there and you're, you're engaging her, and getting this fucking weird back and forth going on about something other than her, you know, her being pretty and how amazing you think she is, and you know, you trying to tell her how awesome you are, the, the right. typical dating bullshit. You're in a space of a back and forth of you're having a conversation and you're talking about things, and she's feeling emotions she doesn't usually feel with somebody that she doesn't know. And so it's as if you do know her. It, it's kind of like a, a social introduction through intelligence, <laughs> you know, that, that's the best I can put it, is you're having a, uh, an intelligent conversation with somebody that 99% of the fucking, especially guys that want to fuck her, are never having with her. They're just, they're going off, they're throwing Hail Mary passes. You know, oh, you're really pretty. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're hot. Baby, come home with me. That type of shit, it, it's a totally different angle. And so you're kind of getting into, and it, it does also doesn't go into the supplication. You know, like, oh, let me buy you a drink. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm in love with you already. It's, it's our second date. I love you. I want to bring you flowers. I'm going to buy you stuff. And you get into that. And it's, it's that other angle of outdated game. Whereas if you can actually have a, a cerebral fucking conversation, it's about her. It gets her emotionally stimulated. You're on a whole nother plane than most guys she comes across. Cool. So how do you practice this? Like, how do you make this work for yourself? Especially if you're a guy who has really, bad approach anxiety? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the first things I do with guys with, with bad approach anxiety is I get them to do... Basically, it's, it's going to sound very creepy, but hear me out. <laughs> basically, girl watch. You know, guys who can't approach, period. I mean, they're so locked up. They see, uh, they see a good-looking girl in public. The first thing that enters their mind is what's most important. And the first thing that's going to come up in most of their heads is, oh, shit. It's another hot girl. I'm in this horrible situation again, but I don't know what to do. And yeah, I've learned all these skills. I've learned all these pickup lines. I've heard all these fucking, you look like my ex-girlfriend 
I can't do that. I, I'm locked up. You know, they need to be, they need to totally retrain themselves to be in public and be sexually aroused for a woman. And basically, they, you know, get some sunglasses, go sit somewhere where nobody's going to bother you. And there's a good stream of women going by and sit there and watch women and, and look at them sexually. Instead of every time you go out to approach women going, okay, I'm out here. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it. Oh, shit. There's one. What do I do? I can't do it. And then they go home defeated. You go out and you get to where the first thing you think when you see a woman that you're attracted to, you, I mean, she ain't got to be amazing or whatever, you know, whatever your goal is, have some sunglasses on so you don't look creepy <laughs> and look at her and think about her sexually. Think about being with her. Think about, you know, just sexual scenarios. Think about making out with her. Think about hanging out together, being together so you can get relaxed with those ideas in public. Because it probably goes back to like the no fap thing. Seeing you had a guest on recently with that stuff. And it's like, it's that same type of thing of if, if a guy is just completely obsessed with pickup and, and trying to get all the, this evasive shit going on and trying to get all these different gambits going and all these different techniques, that's the first thing that comes into their head. And so instead of actually going up and pro approaching her organically it, because they actually have a desire for her, they have no desire at all. They're just completely scared and, and they're going, oh, Jesus, what do I do? That's one of the first things I have guys do. And then after that, you're not going to be able to do whole sequences of, of really good game. And uh, you know, you're not going to have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. You're not going to have a bunch of gambits to use. You're not going to be able to really get in her head at all. You're not going to even be able to get the pre-approach stuff going. Because when you're, you go up and you're playing on your phone, you're going to be shaking and acting nervous. And it's going to creep her out. You know? But initially, you can get approaching by making it more about your desire for her internally so that you're not panicking and going, what the fuck am I going to do? Oh, man, what, where, where do I go from here? And then once you get that done, you can start out with an easy opener such as, you know, just going up and saying, oh, I'm really strapped for time, but uh, I'd like to take you out sometime. Let me get your number. You know, do that 20, 50, 100 times just to get it out of your system to where it's easy to approach when. And you know, it's that, interesting. Yeah. I, I like what you said there. I, I just mm -hmm. want to say that that is a, a very interesting way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. It's their whole emotions and their whole mindset is fear. And what yeah. you're saying is go out and try to change that and tap into... This is how I'm interpreting it, at least. Mm -hmm. Tapping into that part of you that feels attracted and sexually attracted to a woman. Yeah. So you can yeah. go into that place. And in, in a way, I think that would work because, well, one, it's twofold. One, it focuses less on the fear. Mm -hmm. And then two, it gives you motivation to want to go up Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much of a lack of that with so many guys that they, you know, there's. Oh man, I want to master the game, and it's like, how horny are you really? You know, how much do you really want a girlfriend? I mean, you love sitting there playing fucking video games, eating pizza, and and watching TV, and you know, I mean, do you really want a companion, or do you really want sex with these girls, or are you just doing pornography continuously? You know, you're probably masturbating continuously. You probably have no sexual desire. So you're out there going, I should be with hot chicks because I have an ego. <clears throat> and I don't, I've never really practiced any techniques. 
I'm, I'm not good with women in general. I'm not good socially even, but I think I should be getting these women. So I'm going to go stand in the mall and panic when I see hot chicks. And go, oh shit, what do I do? Right, time to go out plan. and panic. Yeah. Time to do some panic yeah, yeah. approaches. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any skills. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any past experiences that that give me any kind of a semblance of hope. <laughs> and I don't have any kind of a. You know, I don't have any desire, any real desire for this woman. But I'm supposed to be getting her because I'm a man, and you know, and I, that's something I talk about a lot with the game in general. Is there's nothing. There's no other skill set in the world, except for pickup, that a man would go, you know what, I can just do that because I'm a man. <laughs> There's nobody, no guy would go, I'm going to walk in a fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu studio right now, and I'm gonna, I can just fucking roll with these guys. I've never had any training, but goddamn it, I'm a man, I can do that. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a few guys that would think that way, but it goes back to, I mean, I'm always telling guys this, you, you get this entitlement as like, oh, well, I'm a man, I should just naturally be able to get women. And it's like the average man has sex with like, I forget, some of the studies say like five women in their whole lifetime, 10 women in their whole lifetime. You know, and, and that's because of that kind of mindset. Like, well, I'm supposed to just be able to get these women because I'm a guy. And, and you know, I'm not, if I learn all this stuff and think about it this way, and that's not manly, that's not, you know, that's not being a real dude. That's not being, you know, that, that's not having a, a natural sexuality. But when you get in the age of information and you get too much information, it flips it the other way to where when you start in the middle of a pickup course, you know, you're reading a forum somewhere with all these esoteric techniques, and then you can't even approach a woman, that shit's going to muddy it all up because it's just, it's more techniques than you can even fathom using because you can't even fucking get, yeah, you can't even get a natural desire going. So yeah, it's it's one of the first things I have guys do is is do that. Go out, girl watch, actually get in tune mentally with what you want from these women. And and if you can actually get a you know, a, a desire, that's going to be the first thing you're going to feel after you get used to doing that. And you don't even have to be doing the exercise. Just you know, you're at the lake and you see a good-looking girl, you're going to think that instead of yeah, the panic time, oh shit. <laughs> So then from there, what would be the next step in terms of trying to defeat that approach anxiety? From there, that, that, that's what I was saying. You know, a lot of times I give the guys the basic, simple opener of just go up and say, you know, because you, you're not going to want to get into all the pre-approach stuff until you've gotten used to... Because I've had students do that. They'll have a problem with... They start doing the pre-approach stuff and they're like, well, she never notices me out of the corner of her eye. And so I don't open. It's like, no, 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 get opening first. <laughs> That's a more advanced technique, ironically, even though it's something you can do right at the start. But no, I, I just tell them, you know, go up, say, yeah, I just, I just wanted to ask you out sometime. Can I get your number? That's it. That's simple. You know, don't be like, oh, you're so pretty or oh, I'm sorry to bother you or any of that shit. Just, you know, I wanted to ask you out. Don't even say I noticed you and you're interesting. Nothing. Just, yeah, I, I just wanted to ask you out sometime. Let me see if I can get your number. And if you get as a no, the, you as get an opener. No. Yeah, yeah, just that simple. And you know, do that fifty or a hundred times, and you get a number here or there, and you'll probably feel amazing because it's your first number or whatever. You know, I mean, if you got severe approach anxiety, it's a better logical next step because then you can just get used to doing that. So what if like, they're scared okay. to do that? That is a great. That is a great way of doing because then 
you need to practice that anyways for the future, right? It's like that's yeah, something just that you want to have under your I'll belt. I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, I'll do that exact opener when I'm busy, you know? I mean, if I'm out having dinner with my mom or something, I ain't going to fucking go up and do a whole gambit of, of trying to pick up this chick for an hour. You know, I mean, I'm just good. But I see her. I don't want to be like, oh, well, I don't want to do anything. It's like, no, I want to fuck that, fuck that chick. Wait for my mom to go to the bathroom. And I'll be like, I'll go over there and be like, hey, I'm strapped for time right now. But let me get your number so I can ask you out sometime. <laughs> Once in a while, it works. You know, I mean, it, it's, it gets you proactive, though. That's the thing. Some of it's momentum. With even even when you're advanced, I mean, I've been doing this shit 20 years, and if you get in a slump and you don't keep that momentum going, you can get into those same old habits of of also going. Well, what should I do right now? Look at her. I need a special approach. It's like no, you don't. Just go over there and do your standard approach. You're going to be okay. But instead, you get you know you get slipped further back into that inactivity. That, 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 oh, not doing shit, you know? And that can happen too with them guys, you know, if they're just getting over their approach anxiety, they're, you know, they've, they've done those exercises to where now they, when they look at a chick, they feel like they want something from her, you know, that they're, as, as sociopathic as it sounds, it's basically training your brain to think like a fucking sociopath where you're going, I want to be able to see her and, and, and see some value in her. Even if it's a relationship, even if it's falling in love with her, whatever the case, you got to see some value there other than, oh shit, I'm scared. So you got to have some kind of a, a drive. And then even after that, if a guy starts getting too technical, then they're going to trip up over that. And then it turns into the, uh, the old, another martial arts thing of you don't want 100 techniques that fight with you. You want one technique you can fight with. You got to get used to doing cool. something. And that yeah. makes you proactive. You know, it's just that simple approach of, can I get your number and ask you out sometime? And you're better off to fail with that 90 or 95 times and get five good responses because you're a new guy and you get that one good, two, one or two good responses. You probably feel better than I do when I get a lay because it's like, it's so new for you. You know, it's like, oh shit, you gave me your number. Ah. And then you can go down the rabbit hole of when to call her and what to say on, and, you know, if you should text her first or if you should ask her out immediately or what you should, you know, I mean, there's, there's, I've got my own system of that too, but it's a better way to go about it versus trying to run too much tech at once. You'll just trip over it. Yeah. Start off small and then work your way up from there. Yeah. And even from there, you know, like, like that's why I break down the SECT thing in the sexual state that you're projecting while you're talking to her underneath is because if you try to do all of it at once, you just try to be sexual, a lot of times you'll fail. You'll, you know, because you won't be able to just conjure up a sexual state, not a method actor. You know, I even get guys that go, oh, I can't do that. She'll think I'm horny and, and she'll get, uh, be offended. And it's like, you're not Al Pacino. You're not fucking Marlon Brando. <laughs> you know, you're, you're new to all this. You're, you're a new gamer. You're not going to be showing such a hardcore sexual state that you're going to look horny and she's going to be turned off and, and, and creeped out. That's not even a thing, you know. What does that look like specifically, though, when we're talking about bringing in the sexual aspect into the conversation? Can you give examples mm -hmm. of what that looks like? Well, th that's like, like I said, like the, the sex stuff, you know, just projection. You don't want to talk about it. You just want to project it with your eye contact, your tonality. And it doesn't even have to be sexual. Just 
putting yourself in a place where a, a guy would go that she would have sex with. You know, I mean, like, say you're, you've, you've talked to her, you just met her, and you go to, and you're sitting down somewhere nearby for having a, having a cup of coffee or something. And you're sitting across the table from her. And you can just take out your phone and be like, oh, check this out. You just keep a, keep a funny picture on your phone that you, that you think is awesome, you know, and go, oh, check this out. And slide around in the booth next to her to show it to her. You know, just that simple. Just it, it, because it gets compliance with, okay, this guy's not like sliding around the booth trying to put his arm around me. He's just showing me this picture. And, you know, from there, you can be like, oh, check that guy over there out. You know, somebody that's funny looking in the place or something. And then just whisper in her ear something about the guy just to get your, just to get closer to her, get your face closer to hers, things like that. And get you maybe even touching her on the other side of her head to pull her head closer. Stuff like that. You know, just, just real subtle stuff. You know, I, I don't go in for the big, big, oh, the big Kino and the cavemanning and, oh, just, just grab her by the waist and be dominant and all that shit. I mean, it's, it, it was effective on drunk chicks 20 years ago, but now it's, it's even more weird because women are more alert for that stuff. So you got to sneak it in there. And get some kind of a, you know, and I mean, it, like I said, it doesn't even have to be sexual. Just showing her a picture on your phone, getting closer to her, it's not sexual. It's it's more courting. It's it's more dating. It's romantic. It's uh, whatever you want to call it, sexual. It's part of the mating dance. Is <laughs> you know? getting that fucking that vibe going. And it's the same with you know looking her in the eyes, making her look away first. Just you know speaking more like a lover would. It's an overall vibe of that underneath the misdirections to keep her from judging you on your, your appearance or your type or, you know, wh whatever the case. She's probably not going to have a really hard type unless she's like a gold digger or something like that, you know? There's always the outliers of, oh, she only will date this type of guy or only wants to be with a guy with this type of job or this type of profession. Or, but that's the hit or miss of it. But with your general, well, they, they might think that way. They might think yeah, that yeah. way, but that's not necessarily what they'll be attracted to at the end of the day. Yeah, and if you're not, as long as you don't need your come in going, hey, you know, do you want to go out? And they're like, well, what do you do? Well, I do this. Well, no, I don't because I don't go out with guys. That's where you get the problem, you know. Whereas if you're going and making it about her, and you're having a, an interaction completely about how she thinks or how she experiences the world, you know. What would she do if she won the lottery? And she's off into that. She's thinking, what, what would I do if I won the lottery? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you tell her what you'd do with, if you won the lottery. It's a little bit misdirecting. If you get her in her head thinking, well, what would I do if I won the lottery? Yeah, that's interesting. And then she tells you all about that. That can make you just her friend or just have rapport. But if you're projecting the sexuality underneath it, you're getting in a place also where you're acting as if you're already her lover. You're acting as if you're a guy who is in the bedroom with her, but you're not saying it. You're not being sexual verbally. You know, you're not trying to turn her on. You're not saying anything kinky. You're not getting porno-y with her. You're talking about what she would do if she was rich and famous. How would she become infamous if she had a sex tape, or not a sex tape, but if she had a celebrity tape that she became famous for or infamous for, what would, she, what would that be about? That type of thing, you know, those types of gambits, that's what leads her astray from judging you 
And instead going into our own head and going, okay, well, you know, I'm going to tell this guy about all this stuff because I'm interesting and I want to invest in making myself more interesting to this guy. Whereas meanwhile, you're projecting a sexual state. You're, you know, you're coming off sexual, you're getting closer to her, you're looking her in the eyes. And this is also shit she isn't used to, especially really hot women. You know, I mean, the, the hottest women, guys don't look them in the eye. Guys don't look them in the eye until they look away right, first. scared, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and especially if she does have any knee jerk about you, she's going, he says, I, looks like, I, I look like his ex-girlfriend. And he's looking at me in the eye. They're not thinking this. You know, it's just subconscious. They're going, fuck, he's, he's mesmerizing me with his eyes. He's looking me in the eyes all the time. You know, and I look like his ex. What the hell does he got going for him? And this is really fun talk. I'm talking about what I'd do if I won the lottery or if I was famous. It all builds into a, a big misdirection with a projection of you being sexual. That's, you know, that's the basics of my game. As a, as a, as a, not a uh, structure, but as a, a bigger a dome over the whole thing is misdirection and projection. Pretty much, you want her thinking about one thing, and you showing her that you're who she would be with sexually. When do you add? I mean, we, so okay, we talked about the first ninety seconds. Now let's move on a little past that. When do you add, or, or in your opinion, do you ever add any information about yourself? When do you start to um, move towards talking about you? When she asks. See, that's another key. That's something that I, I never tell a woman my name. I never tell a woman my real name for multiple reasons. <laughs> but I never tell her a name. I never introduce myself. I used to do that. I thought, well, that's a good thing for rapport and safety. You know, tell her your full name. That's good. But I quit doing that. I always make her ask for my name first. And, and even after she asks for my name and I tell her, I don't ask her her name back. I make her volunteer her name. I never ask what she does or, and I never tell her what I do. And I never tell her what I really do anyway, <laughs> but for obvious reasons. But even if you work at a goddamn Radio Shack, I might be dating myself there. I don't know if there's any Radio Shacks. <laughs> but if you work at you know Walmart, don't tell her you work at Walmart. Make her ask. Make her ask everything. Any information she wants, she needs to, to suck it out of you so she feels like she's invested. Because most guys just tell them everything. Oh, well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you that. Because they're stuck for conversation. You're better off. you know. And, and don't ask her any of these things either. Make her volunteer all of that. And the rest of the time, you're talking about completely other topics. I mean, you're. I mean, it's it's the worst chump talk you can do. But you're better off talking about the weather. You're better off talking about politics, probably. I mean, you're better off talking about almost anything than asking her for information and volunteering information about yourself. Because that's just what most guys do. Most guys that they meet just start asking questions and 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 telling her this and that about themselves, trying to trying to show something, trying to tell her that they're of value. And then trying to get her information for almost no purpose. I mean, what do you do? What do you, you know, what, uh, what do you like to do for fun? You know, are you are you from around here? That type of stuff. That type of thing is uh, typical. It's chump talk, you know. That, I mean, that's what it is. It's just chump talk. And at some level, you're better off doing everything else and saving that for her because you know when there's a dead spot. 
she's not a fucking pickup artist. <laughs> she's, she doesn't know psychology. She's an, an, a marketer. She's not, she's not trying to influence you. She has no concept of how to keep this conversation going, even if she's totally into you. So if you've already used up all that other shit, she's going to go, well, what, we already talked about that. What can I ask him? Uh, why, why, why do you wear that kind of shoes? Or, you know, I mean, it's going to go into like boring territory and she doesn't want to be that person. So she's going to be saying, well, I bet, you know, I'll just shut up and I'll say nice to meet you and end this because she feels awkward. Whereas if you got all the other conversation going, she's left with all those investments. She's left with all the qualifying you of what, you know, asking you your name first, asking you, you know, and I even go as far as into, into relationships, I do the same thing. You know, I make them say, I love you first every time. I, I don't do the, I don't say, I love you fucking, I'll say it back just to keep it civil. <laughs> but there you go. It's that type of, you got to make them do all the common bullshit. And that flips the script where you're the interesting person. You're the person with wisdom and, you know, you can, you can give her wisdom and insight into her life and how she thinks and feels. And you can make her feel interesting by drawing stuff out of her where she can talk about what she would do if she was infamous, what she would do if she had, a, a, had won the lottery, what she thinks about this or that that's, that's emotional and about trusting people and things like that. Because nobody goes into that shit with Everybody's doing all the other stuff that she should be doing with you. That's flipping the script. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. That's a whole different way to look at it and in a way to, to stand out from other guys, it sounds like, in terms of how to do yeah, it totally, in this yeah. specific way. And, and I think that's the whole thing too about, about all this is you do want to be more unpredictable and less like other guys, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, totally. Because, I mean, you, you don't, that's knee jerk too. Guys think, you know, if you're 50 pounds overweight, game over, knee jerk. It's like, yeah, but also the same if you're her type and you're really predictable and boring and do all the same shit. She's going to at some point roll her eyes, literally. And physiologically, she's going to do that eye roll and boredom and look up in the air. And <laughs> it's going to physically affect her psychologically. She's going to, okay, another one of these. This is so boring. And she's going to be on her phone taking a taxi. And the guy's going to go, fuck, man, I need to get more shredded. <laughs> Once I got an eight pack, this won't happen anymore. <laughs> That's, you know, and it's the same thing of, you know, guys with the fucking, you're got 20 pounds overweight. And they're like, no woman would ever want me. I got to, I got to be awesome. I, I, I got to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's like, no, dude, you're fucking, you know, you don't even talk to women. You're standing there on the wall, you know, or all the way in. They're just, they're using just typical rapport, basic, you know, what do you do? Oh, how was that weather the other day? And it just gets into a boredom thing. And then she starts nitpicking. She can do that all day. All these fucking typical questions that everybody asks. All this. She can do that all day, all night, listening to this stuff and just nitpick you and look you over. If you make her really go inside of herself and, and think about things and fantasize about things, it, all of a sudden she's talking to you, and that's a big difference. She's not used to that, right? You know, I mean, she is t telling you about what she thinks about this, her dreams, her fantasies, 
And then she's, when things go dull, going, I want more of that. I want to get to know something about this guy. What do you do? And then you go into your standard chump answers, you know, what's your name? You give her your name. You know, I mean, just, just stand. But if you're doing all of that, that turns into your game and you seem like everybody else. Right. And that's the whole thing. I love it. That's great. Where do you think, in terms of when you first started to now, like what was one of your, and this is the last question I have for you. I'm just curious, what is like your biggest lesson you've learned, like from the beginning of learning this stuff to now? What do you think is the, is the biggest one that's made the biggest difference for you? It goes right back to that same thing of focusing on her. Don't try to be anything. Absolutely do not try to be the strong, silent type, the guy that fulfills her daddy issues or whatever. You know, I mean, there's a million of them. There's, there's 50 different personality styles of women. Very, women are very complex. There's more... I, I've talked about this before in materials is that there's more information in an X chromosome. They are two X chromosomes. We have an XY. It doesn't make us inferior. We're actually kind of superior because we end up with the ability to organize and just galvanize behind a leader and be told what to do. And it makes us like world builders, whereas they have all these different personality types. You know, I mean, so anybody that ever tells you, oh, all women think this, all women do that. It's not, it's not the case. You're not going to be able to ever figure out every chick. You're not going to be like, oh, well, this is type 10 of 35 and you just do this, this, and this. It's, it's not a thing. There's, there's way too many personality styles of women. And, you know, anybody who's had daughters or female relatives knows this shit, that there's, you know, there's just massive different differences. And, you know, I'm not trying to be politically correct or anything. It's just, it's, it's reality. Chicks have a lot of different personality and, and different, uh, not just styles, but just different ways of thinking about things. They're conditioned differently by their world than your average, you know, men have about five personality styles. You know, it's pretty, pretty easy to figure a guy out. Whereas where women have that. And the big thing with that is focusing on where she's at right there in the game at the moment, which I mean, which doesn't help for like opening or, you know, certain things like that, you know, certain stuff about approaching. But in general, the biggest thing I've learned is the three keys as I teach it, which is sexual arousal, emotional stimulation, and social frame are the three areas of influence you got to be focused on at all times. One of those three keys at all times is what you need to be running on the girl to get her in bed because there's too many personality styles. You're never going to figure out every chick to where you can just go, oh, I got her pegged. I got her pegged. Once in a while, you will. I mean, you're you know, 20 years in this. Once in a while, you're going to see that's exactly like a girl I knew before that has the exact same personality, exact same type of thinking. I can do that. But you know, when you've only been with 20 women, you need a better frame a better structure, I still myself use is the three keys of sexual arousal, emotional stimulation, and social frame. You've got all three of those things in place. You're going to fuck the chick 100%. If you can get past the hook from the approach to the hook and get her alone with you, seated somewhere, talking to you, you know, with no distractions, that seduction is those three keys. I mean, you know, that's where you don't want to lull. <laughs> you don't want to just keep trying to be sexual. You don't want to just keep going into emotional topics. Because say you just keep going into emotional topics, you end up her friend because <laughs> she doesn't see you sexually. 
you just keep going sexual and she gets bored because there's no emotional stuff. You know, there's, there's no emotional stimulation. Or say it's all social friends. It's just all talking about, you know, business and how you and her could do things together and everything. All of a sudden, she goes, well, this, you're just some guy I know. I'm not going to have sex with you. Each key has to be in place. You knock one of them out and the other two get wobbly. It's like a three-legged chair. That's how I always put it. You, know, you get a three-legged stool, you knock one leg out and the other two want to fall. It's, you got to have all three of those things in place. And that's, that's my main model. That's the main thing. I'd say my main discovery over the last like 10 years. When I, like I said, when I first showed up in the community, a lot of it was just more projection, being, being more sexual, being more persistent. That was what was missing. And then later in years, I've actually gone back and learned some of these old, old guys' stuff to use for emotional stimulation, for social frame, for, you know, because that's, you, you, that's the all-encompassing game is learning all kinds of different things like to get uh, the three keys, as I, as I put it. You know, keep those three things in place. Almost anything that's positive that you can project to a woman or get her to invest with you or get her feeling is within the realm of those three keys. That's what you need. Cool. That's awesome. And I totally agree with that too because I, I used to have something very similar to this it mm-hmm. was, uh, it was, I don't teach it anymore, but it was this idea of kind of like a triangle where there was mm-hmm. three things that you needed. And if you missed one, then there was a problem, right? Like if you missed one, you'd be in the friend zone. If you missed another one, uh, mm-hmm. you would be rejected for whatever other reason. I, I simplify yeah. it more in my system that I have now, but you know, what you're saying here kind of reminds me of that. And, and you mm-hmm. do need to have that delicate balance. And that's what helps. Yeah, and, yeah. and being able it's, to have uh, that is what makes the difference. So yeah, it's important. You know, I mean, it's it's it, like I said, it's the thing I've learned you know, like over the last ten years. The most important thing, you know. But early on, I think a guy needs to one hundred percent just not eject. Probably <laughs> one of the you know, if a guy's never heard anything about pickup, they know nothing. Get rejected, and, and you know, go up and talk to women. Get rejected. Exactly. You know, I mean, so many guys just like. The, I always say the worst sentence for a pickup artist is, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> you know, that's the one. That's the one where you go, oh, shit, I don't have anything more to say. Even though she might be really interested, oh, I got to be polite. Well, nice to meet you. Like, no, get her number at least. Could you just do something? <laughs> but I mean, uh, but that's for really, you know, beginner guys. I get off into these advanced shit of like, what's the most important thing in the last 10 years? It's like, I go off into this whole frame of, you know, of, of how to deal with women and make it about her so she doesn't focus on you and get it, get way out of your league. And, you know, it, but that's the fucking, that's the most important thing for the brand new guys. Get approaching somehow, some way. I don't care what book you got to read. I don't care what exercise you got to do. Get approaching somehow, some way. And fucking don't eject. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> don't eject. It's like the number one get, rule. Yeah, get something. Get a and phone And if you number, can get to that point, by the way, <laughs> you get to yeah. that point where you're not ejecting, you are getting far advanced in this. Like that's <laughs> really, like, that's one of the hardest yeah. things to do. But if you can do that, yeah. it's it's really... Yeah, I mean... Uh, it I, it I always makes tell guys, you soar in terms of this skill. Yeah, it, it, I always tell guys, it's, it's like, you're the if you can not eject... You're the only pickup artist in your zip code at that point. <laughs> you, know, you are the only fucking dude 
actually doing anything. Because yeah, sure, you know, guys flirt with waitresses. Guys go up to chicks and ask them to dance at the bar. People hook up. But if you can actually stand there and talk beyond going, oh, I'm sorry I talked to you. I'll go away. <laughs> right, <laughs> you, right. You're into the next level, which is ironic. I mean, it's almost like it's that little step takes you to intermediate to where you can actually learn. That's the first step you need to actually be able to learn and use the, and you know, do this like a hobby, do it like a skill. And like I say, practice it like a sport. The only way you're going to get better is you just keep doing it. And if you can't not eject, you're not going to be able to apply any skills and get better with them. You know, it'd be like if Michael Jordan walked on the court the first day and missed a shot and told the coach, Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry, I'll get out of here. <laughs> I mean, you got to keep, you got to keep working. And, but I mean, that, that doesn't sell a lot of courses and doesn't, isn't very popular, but that's the reality. You got to, yep. you got to put in the work. Yep. Exactly. That's the reality. It was really very fun talking to you today and, and getting to know your system and, and what you've seen work for you. If guys want to learn more about it, where can they go, Gun? Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. And yeah, you can go to witch60.com. I got, you know, my, my seduction MMA course and I've got my, uh, which 15 course, which is on like on relationships. And then I've got an advanced gambits course, which is just dozens and dozens of things to say outright once you're good. I even, I even put a disclaimer in it. Don't buy this if you aren't talking to women regularly. <laughs> don't, don't try to use this stuff as your initial game. Yeah. And then I'm also on Girls Chase, uh, girlschase.com. Girls with a S, you know, G-I-R-L-S chase.com <laughs> instead of girl chase but i'm also on there and i'm basically just a i'm a writer on there and i i do a sunday chat room on the forums where you know i i just kind of host a text chat on there and uh, i've done a podcast on there and stuff like that so and it, it it's an, it's an interesting site there's some good writers on there and you can find uh, several of my articles on there of some of the stuff that went over on here and some of the stuff that some stuff on this this uh, podcast here I have I didn't even talk about on there so you know so it's always good to listen to some perspectives on different stuff when you got a complex topic yeah exactly cool well there are lots of places to find you we'll put that in the episode notes yeah, yeah. gun thanks for doing this man and definitely would love to have you back in the future because. We just scratched oh, yeah, the surface in terms of something yeah, yeah. here. And <laughs> yeah, there. I can go. Like I said, I, I can go into this shit for hours. Hours, <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Hours. So yeah. thanks, man. Thanks for being here. All right. And we'll yeah. definitely thanks talk for to you again me, soon. Yeah, great setup and uh, good appearance, man. I appreciate your technicals. It's one of the easiest podcasts I've ever done. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good one, man.